Bye to the haters, they all wanna stay basic You winning everything you do, that's why they hate it They know that you the queen beat and a boss bitch If you on the losing team, go ahead, make the switch Don't act broke, I'll be a floozy, stay tight And make sure you get what you want out of life Girl speaks truth with Jimma Stone Okay, how does a bitch deal with being ghosted in this day and age of 2020? Let's say that you've been hooking up with some dude for a little while now, and so far it's been pretty good. You guys meet up drunk at bars with your friends a few weekends, maybe even in a row. He sleeps over several times at your place, you sleep over at his once or twice, and he texts you throughout your week to see how it's going. All signs seemingly point to a continuing slash maybe even healthy relationship. Gasp. The next week rolls around and suddenly this bitch stops texting you. Just like that. No fade out, no one word response slow down, no lame excuses not to chill like I just gotta get a haircut or my boy's hosting this all, you know, bros only pregame this week so I've gotta, you know, do that. Sorry, bitch. Fact of the matter is you've just been ghosted. It happens to the best of us. There's a big difference though between being ghosted after one date and being ghosted when you've been on a handful of dates and perhaps have even maybe started to think that the two of you might be headed towards a or even in a relationship. The short story here is that one hurts a lot more than the other, okay? When a guy ghosts you after you've been seeing each other for a while, it hurts a lot fucking more because you take it more personally. But I thought we had a connection, you might think. Maybe you did maybe you didn't. You'll never know what's up for real for sure. So it's best not to overly concern yourself with the truth here. I know girl speaks not truth here. So what do you do? For one, you definitely don't berate him with question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark text. And that'll definitely make you look like a fucking idiot faster than you can say fucking idiot. Not only will he not respond, but he'll show his friends his phone like, yo, this bitch won't leave me alone. Good thing I dodged this crazy bullet. What you have to do is mentally cope with the fact that it's over, okay? You've got to let it go, let it go, Frozen style, or like Titanic, Jack, and just let that bitch fall off the Titanic. Here's how. Okay, so step one is you got to accept it. As with any type of emotional wound, ladies, denial comes first. Therefore, accepting the fact is always the initial and most hardest obstacle to overcome. But you're a cool bitch, and if you were slash are able to black out four nights a week, yet still graduate college in eight semesters, there's nothing that you can't handle. Trust me. Remember, he's just a dude who has fucking issues of his own. Shit happens. The last thing you should be doing is sitting around waiting for him to text you. Not only will that drive you bonkers, but also it's going to stop you from actually moving on. And in the process, it's going to make you super boring. Closure is for ugly people and lame asses. Got it? Okay, moving on to step two. You need to figure out why it happened, but don't dwell on it. Once you've accepted that it's over and he's not ever going to text you, you're probably going to start replaying the entire quote unquote relationship that wasn't really even a relationship over and over in your head until you want to throw up. Despite how many times you tell yourself not to, you're going to. So I'm just going to explain how to make this quick. 
go over everything that happened, but don't be totally one-sided about it. It's quite possible that you, bitch, did something wrong, or at least did something that he wasn't into. And if you did, it's almost easier to move on because then you just get to learn from your mistake. This is obviously much easier for those who are smart enough to self-reflect. For those who aren't, I don't know what to tell you. Call your fucking mom or your grandma or grow some maturity balls. Step three is the easy part, or maybe not, but anyways, it's pretty self-explanatory. Move the fuck on, bitch. About 50% of the time, it's not you, it's him. This dude clearly wasn't worth your time. Even though the reason for the ghosting could have been your fault initially, it could also have had absolutely nothing to do with you or the circumstances. It also could have been a combination of the two. Either way, don't be upset about some nobody hobody dumbass dude. Go to the gym, get your workout on, go shopping, go out, and go get drunk. Go do what you need to do to make yourself feel super hot because you are and you shouldn't be dwelling on this bitch. Cool bitches don't have time for people who waste their time. Remember, move the fuck on. Here's a tip. Always have two to three guys on deck. Just like if you're a manager, you always have two to three employees that you're waiting to promote to replace the bitch that's going to quit because she's hungover on a Saturday. This way, when one dude pulls away, you don't feel as bad and you're still getting attention from one to two other dudes. Just don't have sex with all of them at once. That's super slutty and will emotionally fuck you up in the long run more than if you saw an actual ghost instead of getting, getting ghosted yourself. Just a tip. So as you bitches know, we like to take things a step further on the show when we can, and we're not going to disappoint this week. What is taking ghosting a step further? What's worse than a guy who just disappears? Well, my friends, the Peter motherfucking pans of the world who string you along for months, sometimes years, giving just enough to make you hope that suddenly they'll materialize into relationship material like freaking Cinderella at the ball. But guess what, y'all? This never happens. Once it becomes clear to you as a woman that this guy does not want anything serious from you and you want that from him and it's not reciprocated, it's your job job to recognize this and move the fuck on which leads me to the dreaded almost boyfriend how does one get over him these shady guys are the ultimate mind fucks because cool bitches have to deal with them all the time in the dating world and it's not okay they are not just booty calls nope because they say nice shit to you and treat you somewhat like a girlfriend potentially but will always maintain a level of shadiness that keeps you wondering who they're texting when you're not around. Enough of this shit. I love a good mind game, as I'm sure all of you do as well, but there is definitely a line that he is crossing with this kind of an asshole act. Have some balls, girl, and say what you fucking want. No one likes a cowardly puss. Let's talk about some signs that you've gotten tangled up with the almost boyfriend. Number one. He says he doesn't want a girlfriend. Fucking duh. Look, if this dude flat out tells you in the beginning of y'all's so-called relationship that he is not looking for a girlfriend, 
that's a pretty good fucking sign of how things are going to go down. This remains true, even if he, and when, he's whispering sweet nothings, gross, and making tons of plans with you. If you think there's even a chance that you're going to catch the nastiest disease of the season, one-sided feelings, just bounce the fuck out, baby, out of that door before it gets to that point. I don't care how well you play the game or how great your sloppy blowjobs are. If he hasn't decided to make you his girlfriend after three months max, he probably is never going to. But when he says, I don't want a girlfriend, he's really saying, I don't want you, bitch, to be my girlfriend. It's as simple as that. Number two, he doesn't introduce you to his friends. If he's always talking about his friends, but you have yet to meet any of them, this is a red flag. Not a red flag like he has imaginary friends, but that's possible too. But this is more like a red flag like, yes, I have a life besides you, and no, you can't be a part of it. He probably doesn't mean this consciously, unless you're hooking up with a some kind of actual supervillain narcissist dude, which is possible as well. But subconsciously and subconscious vibes that he's sending you, that's what he's trying to tell you. Get out now. Now you are dead. Number three. He doesn't care if you mention or go out with other dudes. If a guy wants to wife you up, he is never going to be chill with the thoughts of you flirting with other dudes. Of course, he wants you to have a life of your own outside y'all's relationship, obviously, and he might even trust you when you hang out with your guy friends. But if you mention that your trainer at the gym looked super hot today and he doesn't even flinch, then he's either A, a statue, B, a psycho, or C, he probably doesn't give a shit about you. Even more, obviously, if he's talking about dating or going out with other girls in front of you, he does not want to be with you seriously. Note, though, on this subject, that the opposite of this doesn't necessarily mean that he wants you to be his girlfriend. It is totally and 100% absolutely possible for a guy to treat you like shit, but also be possessive and act like he's super jealous and doesn't want you to hang out with other dudes when in reality he's doing the same thing and could care less what you do. He's just the ultra traitor and playing both sides of the fence. Number four, he gets super evasive when you try to casually ask where things are going. This should be an obvious one, but if you've tried the LOL the other day, my mom saw your pick and asked if you're my boyfriend and it got me thinking dot, dot, dot. And he just aborted the fuck out of that mission. That doesn't mean that he didn't understand what you're getting at and you need to have a sit down talk round two. It means he quickly deduced and dodged that bullet because he does not want to have that down to relationship type convo DTR. Maybe because he does not want to DTR with you. If he's avoiding commitment talk more fervently than a say yes to the dress fucking dress marathon, he is just not into that, into you, bitch. Okay. Sorry. No offense, but it's true. Trust me. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm trying to save everybody here some motherfucking time. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Number five, he lets you go too easily. If you've broken things off and he was just like, let's be friends and, or do what you got to do. Ugh. It's a sign you should go a running, ho, in the opposite direction. 
If a bro likes you and sees somewhat of an, any kind of a future, even if it's a date to his fucking second cousin's wedding, he's not going to give you up without a fight. That is, he'll ask you to clarify what went wrong and maybe even try to rectify the situation, not accept it faster than you can say Adderall times three. If any of these signs look familiar, you guys, of this whole synopsis, then he's an almost boyfriend and it's time to cut this bitch out of your fucking life. The longer you let this guy linger like a fucking cranberry, the harder it's going to be to get over him and move on to the guys who actually do want to be with you, which hopefully there's a line of them. It's obviously either easier said than done. I get that. But so is anything worth doing in this life. Okay. You want a guy who is fully into you and who feels lucky to be with you. If he's a wavering, it means he's not fuck yes. So don't even waste your motherfucking precious time on this earth on him. Warning. Once this guy realizes you are moving on, he may decide to up his game and try to get you back. The thing about dudes who don't want to commit to you is that they're equally, equally unable to commit to not being with you. Once he feels you pulling away like motherfucking clockwork, he's in a show more interest. If this is the case, his failure to commit is more about his own personal issues with commitment and intimacy and less to do with him not liking you. But that's not your problem, and you don't have time to deal with that. His issues are his own shit to work out, and cool bitches don't have time to deal with someone else's indecisiveness or relationship problems, okay? Don't fall for that shit. The motherfucking end. Don't make me kick your ass. Okay, so if your dude or your almost boyfriend exhibits any of the aforementioned signs or characteristics, how the fuck do you go about eliminating him from your life, despite the fact that you really don't actually want to? People are always saying lately that today's 2020 dating generation is going about dating in the completely wrong way to the verge of where it might become extinct because of how many weird in-between labels that we've come up with, how many how reliant we are on social media and Tinder type apps to date. And men are starting to treat women like swipe fucks rather than priorities and actual people. They act like they're replaceable and unimportant, according to some people. In my opinion, though, my humble opinion, this is only true if you let it be true. Men are going to treat you with the respect that you demand from them. If you're fucking every guy that buys you a drink on a Tinder date, sure, maybe you're fucking up modern dating and pulling it down the shitter. But if you're selective and you actually try to go to on dates to get to know people and actual potential partners, and you eliminate the assholes who are just there for ass and put them in line, then who's to say that that's not the new and improved way to date? These days there's talking, there's together, there's exclusive, there's dating, blah, 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 with all the labels. But what people are not saying is that these labels and different derivation types of relationships are becoming acceptable, acceptable, acceptable because we're allowing them to be. So what people need to do is have some balls and just individually speak up for what they fucking want when it comes to dating. Okay. People need to wake the fuck up and stop being idiots and acting like the game of dating is so completely different than it used to be. It always, the game always is crucial that you maintain an air of mystery about yourself and you act like you don't give a shit. Those are always must. Okay. You shouldn't be tolerating behavior that 
you don't want. If you don't want an in-between label, don't have one. Don't allow it. It's totally fine to have a bro that you like to hook up with on the weekends when you're bored and no one else is around to see. That's what we call a backburner bro ho. As long as you guys both are on the same mutual understanding of a page of what y'all's relationship is and definitely isn't. But it's not okay to lie to yourself and say you're completely fine being just friends with ends when you actually want a lot more. Own your feelings. It's lame and pathetic to lie to all your friends and yourself. Okay? Guys, come on. Guy, a guy can, as ladies we know, a guy can call you and tell you a hundred times over that you're witty, amazing, gorgeous, smart, kind, sexy, fun, and every other fucking nice little adjective there is for us ladies in the book. But you have to believe and accept these things for yourself if you want it to ring true. And if you don't want to fall victim to guys who just use their words instead of actual actions to convey their feelings. Talk is literally the cheapest shit you can do. It costs no money and requires almost zero effort. Words by themselves are bullshit. If you really want to see if a guy is into you, just look at his actions, y'all. Not rocket science. You know in your mind, if this is what you think, that you want to be with someone who takes your life into consideration, who plans dates somewhat thoughtfully ahead of time, who goes out of his way to be actually present in your life. If guys don't demonstrate that, they think they're lucky to even stand next to you, you are never going to be treated the way that you actually want to be treated by them. You need to acknowledge all the moving pieces in this puzzle of your pseudo relationships and learn from them for future actual relationships. Figure out what it is about these almost type boyfriend guys that make them a bad match for you and the reasons behind why you're even attracted to them in the first place. Next time around, you'll be smarter about the guys you let yourself fall for. And if you do it right, this growth will be a huge ass stepping stone in your life and you can use it to experience things with dudes in the future in so many more ways than you can even wrap your brain around right now. Finally, and I'll get off my pulpit, delete this fuckboy's fucking text, emails, and notes if he's being a pseudo boyfriend. Believe me, the word sub doesn't magically change into I've loved you a long darling after the fifth read on your phone screen. Don't tell all your friends that you're done with him. They don't give a shit. Just be done with him. Be confident, be brave, be independent, YOLO. Don't look back, bitch. You're on to bigger and better fucking things. Oh yeah. So what the fuck do I do? So what the fuck do you actually do while dating a guy who hasn't agreed to be your boyfriend? Good question. Let's talk about what stupid bitch Karen would do, okay? Karen assumes that a guy she's been on five dates with is her boyfriend and tells everyone and their mom that they're together. She takes the lead on all aspects of moving the relationship forward, suggests he meet her parents before they're official, and generally tries to tangle his life up with hers in every way imaginable before they've ever even talked about anything. When he inevitably gets scared off by this, she uses her forced friendships with his friends to stalk him and pretend that it's a coincidence that they're still hanging out at the same parties and events. Most important thing that you can do and learn from this lesson with a dumb bitch is you need to continue to date other people. You're not exclusive yet, right? Date other people. Are you like not sure if you're exclusive? Date other people. 
did you agree to be in a relationship, but he pretended not to hear you and asked to see another picture of your dog? Date other people, okay? Shit crazy bitches do is assume exclusivity, okay? Never, ever, ever assume that you are exclusive unless you have two have explicitly spoken about it. If your friends ask you, oh my God, are you guys exclusive? And you're like, well, or say yes, when you very well know you aren't, then you are what we call a delusional dater, a bad DD. In other words, you're officially entering crazy town. There's no assuming when it comes to exclusivity. When you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, okay? When a friend asks, how are you and your boyfriend? And he hasn't called you his girlfriend yet. Tell that friend, oh, he's not my boyfriend yet, coyly, and change the motherfucking subject. If you're overconfident or lying to yourself and others about the subject, you're going to feel super fucking dumb when you find out the bastard hasn't even saved your number in his phone under a name yet. Dating others benefits you in many ways. One, you will be distracted from loser one's lack of attention for you. And two, because you'll be distracted, you won't give him as much attention, making him believe you're not that into him. And lastly, number three, if he somehow finds out that you're seeing someone else, he's going to become jealous and he will become even more into you than before. Literally, there's no downsides. When dating a guy you really like, nothing narrows your perspective more than not having backup burner dudes to think about. Second to dating others is focusing your energy on something other than men. Don't stress about dudes 24 seven. Don't think if you don't have a boyfriend today, you're not going to potentially be engaged in two years. Don't shush people because it's noon and you need to concentrate on your new tender matches. Love happens the same way as the lottery and herpes. When you least expect it, you get it. So chill the fuck out, sign up for a yoga class, join a new gym, and never go if you don't want to, or yell from the rooftops about how soul cycle, soul cycle has changed your fucking life. I don't care. But for fuck's sake, stop obsessing over this one dude who said hi to you that one time. It reeks of desperation and no perfume, even just Dior, Dior, what the fuck ever, Chanel, nothing and cover up the stench of that stank bitch. Okay, so third on this list of shit to do so that you don't die alone is giving in to the game. But at the same time, haha, realizing that it's actually only a game. Listen, there's really not a whole lot of point in going into very specific advice with case-by-case scenarios in the situation because there is one overarching rule that applies to almost every single situation when playing the game in the dating world, and it's called hold the fuck back. Did he text you that he thinks that you looked cute today and you so badly want to reply, oh my god, I saw you looking at me, you look so cute too, do you want to come over? I'll cook you dinner, we can call my mom and tell her we're getting close. No, bitch, just hold the fuck back. Text him back, well, thanks. I may have noticed you looking cute too today, Minky, if you text him at all. Let's say he followed you on Instagram and you so badly want to like all of his pictures and comment on every single one of them with the boy girl kissy face emoji or some inside joke line between the two of you. No, bitch, hold the fuck back. This is the lowest form of flirting. It's even lower than 
sending a Facebook friend request. Would you comment on his pics there and message him a thanks for accepting my friend request? No, you wouldn't because you're a sane, normal person. Did he invite you to one of his friend's parties and you so badly want to come alone, buy the most expensive bottle of wine the liqueur store has in fucking stock, stand by his side all night, and bring a large overnight bag containing all your sleepover essentials because you assume you two are going home to cuddle tonight together? No, bitch. How many times do I have to say it? Hold the fuck back. Show up with two of your cute little girlfriends and talk to other people until he comes over and bring a bottle of vodka. While resisting showing outward affection slash borderline obsession at the beginning of a relationship is important, it's equally important to resist inward tendencies too, okay? Don't emotionally masturbate to this poor guy before he even knows what happened to him. An occasional fantasy about a hot guy staring at you in a subway or a casual daydream of a lower middle class but at least you'll have a happy life with your gorgeous Starbucks barista are okay in theory. Imagining how cute a guy with whom you've been on three dates with is going to look changing the diaper of your firstborn named Olivia is totally crazy. The barista doesn't fucking care if you're crazy. He's still going to make you your Trenta Mocolata, iced coffee, whatever. The guy you're potentially dating, however, will dump your ass faster than you can say Timbuktu the moment he even senses you're becoming obsessed with him. Keep your daydreaming fantasies to a minimum and your reality in check before you emotionally masturbate yourself off the relationship deep end. It's the end of the world. To put things into even more perspective, think about it this way. The vice versa applies here as well, because imagine a bro drunkenly texts you, I miss you, I can't stop thinking about you after you've only gone out with him twice. You would laugh, show all your friends, say, whoa, stalker to your besties, and then show the text to anyone and their mom that will look at them that you know for the entire week or weeks afterward. While your ego may be a glowin', you're totally going to move on from that weirdo because too much too soon seems a little bit desperate. So next time you want to text him, miss you cutie, imagine him showing your text to all of his friends and them all laughing at you for days and days. Crazy bitches send unwarranted heartfelt messages. Shit like thinking about you, can't wait to see you, wish you were here, are all fine and normal to send to an actual boyfriend or your husband but not someone with whom you want to become your boyfriend, but isn't there yet. Your boyfriend might respond, can't wait to see you too, babe. A man who is not yet your boyfriend or partner will reply, lol, same, dot, 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 or even, who's this? Or he'll simply just say a big fat nothing. Holding back your emotions via text before commitment or his initial initiation is key to keeping the relationship potentially on course. It keeps you mysterious. We've talked about this. It keeps him guessing. It keeps you in the motherfucking game. Now, this is not to say that you should be an emotionless hobot when dating. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Be funny, be cute, flirty, sexy, not to be confused with sexy. Be yourself, bitch. You're good at it. Just don't be the craziest version of yourself. He has a lifetime to hang out with that crazy bitch once he's like, totally fallen in love with you. We'll get there. It's all just a matter of when to show him all your sides, crazy and all. He's not going to be able to get to know that funny, cute, flirty, sexy bitch 
if he sees the oversharing, two-eager, batshit crazy girl first. Remember, if you show him all your cards before the dating game ends, you'll never fucking win. Alright, you bitches, let's take a second and talk about some deal breakers from a guy's perspective potentially, okay? This early almost boyfriend-esque stage of relationships is the part where you're not like technically a thing as we've talked about, but maybe it's definitely like possibly going somewhere. It's also the deal breakeriest level in the video game of dating. For some guys, the very thought of having an almost girlfriend is in itself a deal breaker, but these guys are damaged souls and not worth fretting our pretty heads over, okay? For everyone else, here are some tips to avoid if you want a shot at that sweet, sweet motherfucking girlfriend label. Number one, texting, snapchatting him all the fucking time. Girls, you probably already spend like two nights with this dude every week. Can you let a man live? Number two, getting weirdly irrationally jealous. It's one thing if you see a dude out somewhere talking to another girl and maybe casually ask who she was the next time you hang out very casually and this is a big if if you even bring it up at all it's a whole nother thing when you are confronted with this situation to physically put yourself between the two literally pee on the dude's leg and shout we're sleeping together while maintaining eye contact with this other bitch that's my fucking boss bitch what have you done is what he's gonna scream number three trying to make him jealous to tip the scales look I get it. Some guys refuse to shit or get off the pot, but you're 100% sure that there's no shitting going on. In that instance, you might be tempted to flirt obviously with other guys in his general vicinity of vision in order to make him see what he's missing. Don't. Don't do this. Sure, it could work if the guy you're dealing with is a spineless weasel, but if you're dating a quality dude, all he's going to do is feel hurt, get pissed, possibly retaliate and flip it back on your ass. In that case, all you've done is waste a substantial amount of time and an incalculable amount of emotional energy on both of y'all's parts. Next up, pressuring a dude to meet your parents in the early stages before you're even boyfriend, girlfriend, another deal breaker. Point blank, if there's no explicitly stated exclusivity going on here clause, nobody needs to meet anyone's parents, your cousins or your fucking high school history teachers. It's the same mentality as what I said a second ago. If I foist said milestone upon him, he's going to come around. That's not a normal mentality. That's not how it works in life. Okay. Throwing an infant into a pool isn't going to automatically turn it into Michael Phelps. It's a process. Next deal breaker, getting all stalkerish on social media. And this is a big one. Girls explain this to yourself in whatever way you want excuse it away all you want but at no point do you and a guy that you're just talking to need to get super cozy on social media that's especially true at this fragile deal breakerish stage where you might feel tempted to insert yourself into his virtual life so that his friends or other people know you exist do not fall trapped to this do not do this people will be like haha jake who's this girl commenting on every single one of your mom's birthday facebook post photos and you're not going to like his answer. Trust me. Another deal breaker, inviting yourself everywhere with him. 
yeah, sure. At this point, you might be in a place where your dates slash hangouts slash whatever are implied, which is great on the right path. You meet for drinks every Wednesday and Friday, maybe spend your Saturdays together, etc. However, don't get into the habit of inviting yourself along every time he mentions an activity on his calendar. He'll feel obligated to include you. An obligation is what you feel for your dentist or your retarded cousin, not for your almost potential girlfriend. Just because he's going to crush some brewskis with his bros on Sunday at the bar doesn't mean that he is going to forget about you or that you need to tag along. The end. I rest my case. Deal breakers, deal breakers, deal breakers. Don't fall into the traps. All right, gang, that about does it for this episode of Girl Speaks Truth, all about ghosting and almost boyfriends and all that jazz. Let's just talk real quick about some key points. If you take away nothing else from this episode, at least take away these so that you can remember them and use them. Hopefully next time you're navigating the dangerous time before you guys are dating official. If you even get to that stage, firstly, if you are ghosted or otherwise broken up with during the early staging stages of dating, move on promptly. Don't try to salvage anything that's not worth salvaging. He did you a favor by not making it last years and years, just a matter of weeks. Eliminate toxic, almost boyfriend douches who won't commit. After a certain point, a guy is either going to want to be with you or not. As the wise men say, shit or get off the fucking pot. Don't bitch about the hookup culture being the reason for your failed relationship. People guys, girls, whatever, treat you as well as you demand from them to be treated. Okay. Listen, I know it's a hard world out there to maneuver without coming across as desperate in the dating world and ruining everything before it even gets started. Just promise me you'll at least attempt to follow the guidelines that we've talked about today and don't attempt to be a girl who gives too many fucks about a fuck boy goodbye to the haters i ain't got time to save you while you're running your mouth she getting paper till next time we gonna see you later three rules don't be a floozy don't act broke don't look busted now you getting what you want you the cool girl and they all disgusted girl speaks truth with jimma stone <laughs>